You're listening to Strange by Nature, your guide to the strange, weird, unbelievable, and improbable wonders of the natural world. Hello, everyone. Thanks for being here today. I am Kirk Mona, and I am joined today by Rachel Ginza and Victoria Thompson. We are all professional naturalists who together have scoured the world for weird and wonderful wonders just to please your mammalian brain's desire for novelty. Isn't that nice? Let's do this. Uh, octopuses. Yeah, I think it might have been on my list, too.
opossums. Huh. <laughs> hmm. That sounds uncomfortable. Oh, wow.
Oh. So weird. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll be careful not to pick up a platypus. One of the definitely weirdest animals of all time. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. Kirk here with a quick note. If you're enjoying the show, be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. It helps other lovers of The Strange find our show. You can also find and follow us on social media. Search for Strange by Nature Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or come visit us at strangebynaturepodcast.com. We'll see you there. Now, back to the show. All right, we're back. Um, So I have a question for you guys. Do any of you, do any of you have a cat, a cat, or maybe you grew up with one? Yeah. Um, Well, I am sorry to inform you that it's possible that you have a parasite uh, that might be controlling your brain. Yeah. Toxoplasma gondii. It's a, uh, it's a protozoan. So that's a single celled organism. Um, It invades various cells in the bodies of uh, warm blooded animals, including the brain um, and cats or other felines are um, what's called the definitive host. It's the only place that this, that this uh, protozoan can sexually reproduce. Um, the cats poop out the, uh, it's called an oocyst. You can think of it like an egg. It's not an egg, but um, that uh, then that gets uh, transferred to the soil or, you know, if you have an indoor cat litter box um, 
and then picked up by other animals through the what they call the fecal oral route. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So um yeah. If you or your significant other um, or someone close to you has been pregnant, you may have heard that uh, pregnant women are not supposed to change a cat's litter box or to garden without gloves. This is why. Um, the infection is really, it's pretty much asymptomatic for the most part if you're healthy um, when you get it. But if you're immunocompromised, uh, like if you have AIDS or, or um, <clears throat> leukemia or things like that, it can be very bad fatal even. Um, and uh, for pregnant women who get infected with this for the first time while they're pregnant, uh, it can cause pretty severe congenital um, issues with, with the baby, um, including brain lesions, eye lesions, and, and they often die. So in fact, um, this congenital condition was first discovered in a one-month-old baby that died in New York City in 1939. Um, <clears throat> and uh, the, the parasite had been described about 30 years earlier uh, in 1908, but for a long time, uh, scientists didn't know how how it was transmitted um, and who the definitive host was. So in 1954, it was the first time that a couple of biologists suggested that maybe undercooked meat might be how it was transmitted. And uh, there was a French scientist who decided to take this suggestion and run with it in 1965. He, uh, he went to a Paris orphanage and, uh, yeah, super ethical. So he, he took the baseline rate of toxoplasmosis uh, from the children at this orphanage, 10%. Then he started feeding them barely cooked beef and horse meat, which maybe like for French people isn't that weird, but... Yeah, so the uh, the rate of infection rose to 50% at that point. And then after he, he added barely cooked lamb into the diet, it rose to 100%. There you go, kids. Seriously. <laughs> um, so over the years, scientists have been studying this, this organism, and they had noticed that um, infected lab rats and mice were more active and bold. And so it was thought, you know, the parasite might be causing this change in behavior. Um, cats tend to be attracted to fast movement. So, and obviously like mice that are bolder and less cautious are probably more likely to be get eaten by a cat and to infect the cat so that the little bug can reproduce. Um, but there was this Czech scientist, uh, Jaroslav Flager. He's still alive, in fact, I think. And uh, he, he had been learning a lot about parasites. And he also had a theory that this parasite might also be affecting people's behavior if it's affecting the behavior of rodents. Um, so I forgot to mention this earlier, but about 50% of the human population worldwide is infected with toxoplasmosis. It is extremely common. Um, varies a bit by country, depending like the French, as discussed, eat a lot of mostly raw meat. So they have very high infection rates. Um, yeah, you should. Uh, but vegetarians, you're not safe either. You can get it through unwashed vegetables, um, untreated water, things like that. But at any rate, uh, this guy Flager uh, started doing some population studies among humans in the Czech Republic. And he discovered that people infected with toxoplasmosis have 
delayed reaction times. Um, also, probably related, increased delayed <laughs> delayed reaction times. You're you're very funny. Um, they are more frequently involved in car crashes. There are sex-specific personality traits of people infected with this. Men infected with toxoplasma are more likely to be um, suspicious, introverted, uh, not to really care about people's opinions, um, including sloppy dresser. So, like, Kirk, this is you all the way. More likely to flout rules. Go read up on it, folks. Um, but infection also makes rodents and studies show humans more attracted to the smell of cat pee. It reduces uh, fear of cats and, in fact, hijacks the sexual response system in the brain. Basically, it makes you find cat pee sexy, but only if you're a male. Yeah, and it manages to, yeah, I, I, cat pee is pretty gross, in my opinion. Um, but it, it does this by somehow affecting dopamine metabolism in the brain. So dopamine is the, the, the reward neurotransmitter. Um, so really, uh, this, 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 uh, this parasite can really um, do some pretty amazing things in the brain. Um, most concerningly, I mean, if the car crashes and all this other stuff wasn't concerning enough, it, uh, it's also potentially linked with schizophrenia. Um, there's a lot that's not totally understood here, and, and studies show differing results, but um, there's some evidence, and to the extent that this is true, it must be interacting with some underlying genetic factors, um, and scientists think it may have to do with a lowered immune response, genetic um, lowered immune response to fight off the parasite, but actually... One of the drugs that's most commonly used against schizophrenia has been shown in, um, in cell culture to, to be active against the parasite. So it's, it's just a little alarming. Um, I know we know about, and I'm sure we're probably going to talk about in other episodes, insects and other, other parasites that control invertebrates' um, behavior in very strange ways. I have no doubt, but it's very, it's very weird and somewhat disturbing to think about ver vertebrates and even humans' brains being con controlled by such a tiny little protozoan. <laughs> words, words to uh, remember from Kirk. That's the best. Uh, I think that's all we have to say today about cat urine. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, Kirk will be up.
<laughs> That's sort of like how it costs more to make a penny than a penny is. Hmm. 
Are you going to talk about the great Mabel heist? I think it's been eaten at this point, probably. That's uh, pretty pricey. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah. Well, Kirk, that was a pretty sweet topic. Thanks, everyone, for listening to today's show. Be sure to subscribe. New episodes drop every Wednesday, and we love sharing this strange world with all of our listeners. If you would be so kind as to leave us a five-star review, that would be great. It lets other lovers of the strange discover the show. You can reach out to us on social media by searching for Strange by Nature Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can send us an email as well. Our address is contact at strangebynaturepodcast.com. If you want more information about the show, you can also check out our website, which is strangebynaturepodcast.com. Until next week, get outside, stay curious, and embrace the strange.